Welcome to the Quitting Marijuana Podcast, where we try to walk the straight and narrow in order to rise above and leave behind our addiction to marijuana. With a PhD from the School of Hard Knocks and the kind of rugged good looks that can be only found in backwoods breeding, I'm your host, and you can call me Jonah. We are coming at you live from my second bedroom. It is January 22nd. Sunday, 5.57 p.m., and it's great to be with you. Had the craziest, uh, I don't want to call it a withdrawal symptom per se, but about 6.20 this morning, dang, I had this massive taste of cannabis in my mouth. It's like all of my salivary glands were just like, like just exuding marijuana. I don't know what that is. I'm a smoker, not a vapor. And so it uh, could be physiological, could be psychosomatic, because I had such a crazy dream last night. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But if my voice sounds weird, it's because I was at a youth wrestling tournament today. A lot of fun. Man, those little kids are out there tearing it up. A lot of crying. <laughs> I-, I cried a little bit, too, when I wrestled. I wrestled for 11 years, started in fourth grade, and uh, a couple years in college, just a club team. Great sport. Great sport. Good guys. Uh, a lot of girls. A lot more girls wrestling than I anticipated. I got nothing against girls wrestling. I dated a female wrestler. She was also valedictorian. A uh, pretty cool combination. I was not allowed. My dad would not have permitted me to wrestle a girl. He was all about keeping those those genders separate in terms of the sports. And, you know, I kind of feel the same way. It's tough, though. If you don't have a girl's team, then you know, what are they supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. I kind of stay out of it. I just, I love anybody that's willing to get out there and sweat and work and, and fight and just make themselves tougher. I, I think that's really impressive. Listen, I got up this morning at, at five o'clock because I had a really difficult night last night. So I took 20 milligrams of melatonin again. And this time, like a, like you cocaine, right? I didn't know cocaine. You could smear it on your gums. But I heard about that. I heard about a guy at a bar, a buddy of mine, who was doing such a such a terrible act. You know, tut, 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 naughty, naughty. And so I, I chewed that up last night, and I smeared it all over my gums. And I let it sit there for like five, six minutes, hoping it would kick in a little sooner. It didn't really do a lot. I, I don't think it, I really noticed it. The, the lady who was selling me some cannabis edibles one time said the same thing. She's like, oh, chew, chew them up and then let them sit in your mouth. You know, put them on your gums. I'm like, man, what is with people? You know, I'm going to snort that shit next. But I got up at 5 because I couldn't take it anymore. You guys, the dreams are back. How many times do I have to go through this? I don't know how many times you've quit. And I don't know how long in between, you know, sessions, I guess, the quitting took place. But, whoo, you can't knock it. It's a real thing. And the nightmares were smashing me. So I had to decompress. I literally needed to process this somehow so I I got up went downstairs and just started typing and so uh, this is what I typed up the the dreams really smashed me last night I didn't join chorus until my sophomore year of high school but there aren't a lot of dudes in choir and even fewer of them are basses so my senior year when I auditioned for a statewide honor choir I actually managed to get in the conductor had us singing four songs two of which he wrote and one of those two was explained by my music theory teacher as quote Breaking all the rules, end quote. Uh, she was also my course teacher, so don't get any ideas about me graduating from some private school, okay? I, I graduated with 82 kids <laughs> in a rural town that only existed thanks to a seasonal fishing industry. Uh, there should have been more students crossing the stage with us, but the stoners all dropped out at the last minute because they were behind on phys ed credits and they didn't want to take two gym classes their senior year. Big babies, boo-hoo, cry-cry. Uh, I swore I would never be like those guys. Joke's on me, stoners. 
And uh, you know what's funny? I was just watching Pitch Perfect the other day. I know, shoot me now, right? I was watching some of the clips. And uh, the the stoner acapella group, they called them Stony Baloney. <laughs> and they were useless. They couldn't do shit. And I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty accurate. But anywho, uh, the song that broke all the rules was called Dream Within a Dream. And dang, if that wasn't the story of last night. Uh, I get the one, you know, where I bought the beach house and it was getting washed away by an incoming tide of super hot water that turned to concrete when I tried to swim across it. Uh, and I also got the dream where I was a passenger on someone's four-wheeler as we weaved our way through unchained African animals resting in their backyard, uh, just praying that nobody woke up. And spoiler alert, the hyena woke up. <laughs> and it chased us out until we got stuck in the fence. And then right when it was about to savage my leg, praise the Lord, it turned into a dog. The dreams that uh, that really freaked me out, though, whoo, is when I wake up from the nightmare. So, you know, I wake up from this nightmare, the hyena's chasing me, and I start telling my teacher friend about it. And then I head to school, only to start screaming at my kindergartners who won't be quiet. Listen, I'm just like, like, I'm, I can really belt it out, you guys. And even with me hollering at them with all my strength, they still don't give a damn. Now, naturally... On this day, my friend is sitting through the class observing. I call him up when it's all done, explain, hey, listen, I, I, slept, I slept like crap, I'm quitting marijuana. And he says, oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. And then he goes on and on to tell me about the jars and jars of butt at his house and how he reported my terrible lesson to the principal. I hang up and I start telling all this to my wife, almost crying, right, because I can see my dreams of becoming a gym teacher disappearing. And I wake up again. So it's just wild, man. I'm waking up twice like that. One's in a dream. One's not in a dream. I just, I can't keep track of it all. So yes, it was a dream within a dream. And I fucking hate those, you guys. A total distortion of reality. And I am pretty convinced the devil was there tempting me because this dude definitely does not smoke uh, in the real world. Um, we've already talked about it. His voice, though, in the dream, it was, like, so seductive. You know, he's like, oh, mm, I smoke lots of weed. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? And anyway, my next dream, right after that, of course, is a female colleague who got hired when I did telling me about how we should have sex. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Why haven't we done that yet? I seriously must have had seven or eight different dreams. But the dream within the dream was the worst. I truly thought my career was over. I finally just got out of bed, 5 a.m. The alarm was set for 5.30 because I went to that tournament. But wow, rough. Uh, a quick online search for psilocybin confirms I can't buy any online right now, but that they are definitely making it, uh, in chocolates in particular. I actually found the brand that I took this summer. It's called Dreamland, and I definitely do feel bad for whatever bear or raccoon found the leftovers in the woods and ate all of it. Uh, no reports in the news of an animal going bonkers, but man, that must have been one hell of a trip. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I left three bars of shroom chocolate in the woods, three little like tabs of it basically, because the police were waiting for me in the parking lot after my friend had a bad trip on acid and ended up running away from me, getting lost, and calling every person in his contact list, including 911. Uh, and that was literally this summer. Talk about fucked up. Listen, I don't mind ditching the bud. I've been trying to ditch the bud for 10 years, but I do like those epiphanies, you know, that come with it, like the whoo, the trippy moments where reality distorts and you see things in a new way. Um, if I was brave enough, it looks like some of the smoke shops in New York City are actually selling these chocolates on the sly, uh, but I am hard-pressed to go down into that cesspool of crime and depravity just to get high. And you might have seen on the news, but Antifa back in action with their peaceful protests in Atlanta. You know, how many cop cars do we have to light on fire? How many businesses have to be destroyed? How many explosives do they have to find? Fucked up, man. It's so fucked up. But I'm not going to go there. It's just, it's so asinine. The news is so one-sided. Whew. Well, 
So that was it. That was what I had typed. Uh, not the Antifa part. <laughs> That's kind of what I had typed. And I had a really, really close call yesterday. I actually got in the car, put the key in the ignition, turned it, got out of my driveway, and started dr- started heading down the road to go buy marijuana. Uh, I was just fed up, man. I had been working in my house. I had been caulking uh, the trim all around the windows and around the door frames and everything. I had a pretty bad headache. I don't know if I was clenching my jaw. I had gone, you know, a good four or five days without smoking. I'm like, man, I'm headed to the bud shop. Ten bucks, man. I've spent ten bucks <laughs> probably like 15 times. I've spent a lot of money on $10 bags of weed that I smoke like half of and then throw away. I can make a $10 bag, even when I'm smoking regularly, I can make a $10 bag of weed last me a week easy. Easily a week. If you're a healthy person, if you're active all the time, if you're exercising, you're drinking lots of water... And you don't have a lot of body fat. In my opinion, this is just me, my opinion. And I, don't get me wrong, I'm a one-hit Charlie, so that, that helps. But I'm a very fit guy, right? I'm extremely lean. And uh, it doesn't take a lot. If I pack a bowl, whoo, a whole bowl fucks me up. Uh, you know, until my tolerance goes up. But I'm in the road, I'm headed down, and I'm I'm on the fence. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, you know, I almost made it. My wife's going to be home at 7. It was like 540 I kicked the can a little bit, watching a little YouTube before I left, like kind of putting it off. And, the, you know, I had a case of the fuckets and I went. And you know what, man? I was just so tired of hating myself that when I got to my last, kind of my last chance to turn and to bail out before I was on a long straightaway, at which point I would have totally committed, uh, I bailed. I bailed. I pulled into uh, Aldi parking lot. That's a grocery store. Great grocery store. Super cheap. And I pulled into Aldi's and I did my shopping for next week. And I took the $10 that I was going to spend on Bud and I bought some buffalo chicken tenders. Some trash food. You know, frozen. You put them in the oven. So I bought me some trash food with my $10. And then I went back to the house. And I'd like to tell you that I felt like a million bucks and I, I felt like a stud, you know, and I'm a hero. I didn't really feel like that. Because I was just tired and I had a headache, but I did feel at peace. And when I got ready to yank that wheel over, besides the hating myself part, I was asking, I'm like, what do I want? You know, what do I want? Do I want to get high or do I want to be a gym teacher? Do I want to get high or do I want to be a phys ed teacher? Because I got this test coming up, uh, and if I pass that test, then all I have to do is take the credits. And so, and it's a big test, big test. That cost me like $200 to sign up for, and you have to do it in order to get your certification. And most people take all their credits first, then they take the test, but I feel pretty good about the material. I'm, I'm seeped in this world. This is my this is my space, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm sitting in that Aldi's parking lot after I pulled over, and I'm just, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to put the key back in and pull out. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? It's like, what do I want? What do I want? And you mean I you mean I can't last another two or three weeks? I can't set three weeks aside of not using weed for the sake of the rest of my life. And so I didn't. I, w- I went in the store. So, woo pat me on the back. Made it through another day. And that's really what it is. One day at a time. Certainly today I got out of that wrestling tournament and I was ready to go get high. Um, but kind of riding off of yesterday's success, I was able to power through that. So, hey, let's go into a listener story, and uh, this is from one that we will call Jamie. A listener called Jamie uh, wrote in an email, Jonah, hello, I am a fellow smoker struggling to quit. So glad that I found your podcast. 
I am also a Christian, so I find that very appealing. I'm also a homeschooler to three kids, so the fact that you're a teacher is great. Thank you for your service. Teachers are very appreciated. Hey, much love, Jamie. Uh, I guess I'll give you some background. I, spar- I started smoking very young. I was only 14 and never realized it was really an issue until I was saved in jail. So since then, it's been a constant struggle, and the spiritual battle is exhausting. I quit last year and was able to stay clean for 10 months. Then life got hard, and I relapsed, and I've been smoking since. And this last relapse has been the hardest. I feel more miserable than ever knowing that I had 10 months of sobriety under my belt. I try to serve where I can, and since I was saved in jail, it makes sense for me to start there. I do jail ministry with a chaplain from our church. And we just go in and give encouragement and pray for the girls and hope that, you know, when they get released. Uh, maybe we can help them stay on the right track, you know, get them with the church family and community, help them stay clean, that kind of stuff. Last week we went in and a girl was in there struggling with alcoholism, and that's the reason why she was in jail, because she blacked out and beat her boyfriend up. So the chaplain prayed for her, and I got to watch her be saved, which is pretty cool. But then she also prayed and rebuked the spirit of addiction. And it not only left her body, but it fled the room, and I have not smoked since. I don't want to get overconfident because that's what happened last time, I think. So I'm thankful that God is taking it, but I know that I still need to remain strong and stay away from temptation as well. I just listened to the episode about how you were saying God was talking to you through the thunderstorm, and I feel like so many people probably think that's crazy, but I totally get where you're coming from. I feel like God sends me blue jays as signs. I also wanted to let you know that for a long time, I felt really guilty about smoking. And then going to the jail and preaching to them about staying clean and following Jesus, I just felt like a huge hypocrite. But after a lot of prayer, I felt like God was telling me, I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to be willing. And I think my experience still brings something to the table that is of value to them. And I think the same is true for your podcast. I don't know where you are now. I'm behind on episodes. But you got this because God's got this. Um, I'll be praying for you. Good luck. Wow. Much love, Jamie. Dang, girl. You are hardcore. You have overcome some serious, serious life. Uh, what do we want to call them? Difficulties, hurdles, obstacles. Uh, but, man, you're putting the next foot forward and, and you're changing other people's lives. There's a ripple effect. Jordan Peterson said it's like, uh, you know, you, you impact this one person and they impact the next 10 people who impact the next 10 people. And all of a sudden you're on an order of magnitude. You've touched millions of people just through that one positive act. So the good things you do do way more good than you realize. And the bad things you do also do way more bad than you realize. And that's something I'm starting to recognize. Uh, but, hey, Sadhguru, you might have listened to him on Joe Rogan. You might have seen him on Instagram. He's all over the place. He's that cool little Indian yoga the guy uh he got the turban on talks about how 33 and 66 are big years etc etc Sadhguru, he says there is no such thing as work life balance it is all life the balance has to be within you and psalms or bible verse of the day psalms 29 verse 11 the lord gives strength to his people the lord blesses his people with peace remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment we'll see you next time Thank you.